But before all of that, let's go back to Genovesian, who's leading the Armenian Martyrs Day, a day of commemoration on April 24th at 5.30 p.m., starting at the garage behind Thorns Market. Este, it's interesting. The, the lessons we learn come from all different places. This year, we're getting a lesson also from Hollywood on the Armenian genocide. Oh, let me restate that because that my grammar was way off. Uh, there's a movie coming that's come out of Hollywood this week called The Promise. It's a love story with the against the backdrop of the genocide, no? And on the face of it, that just sounds horrible. What a bad idea to have a love story and then have as the backdrop the genocide of a people. But what's interesting is there's a lot of pushback on this movie and and Jenna brought up a really good point which was that um, on this website that reviews most if not all movies that come out in the United States uh, imdb.com the promise has received so many low ratings yet has still not been released so how did it get all those low ratings and there's controversy about this regarding did it get the low ratings from people who want to deny that the genocide happened did it get low ratings from people who do not agree that the genocide of our of armenian people of any people should serve as a backdrop to any hollywood story but still here it is being told in a movie that has megastar christian bale who said to page six of the new york post paper There's something important about a film that many people have tried to stop being made for decades. The promise is set during the Armenian genocide, and it's an event that Turkey still does not recognize, nor does the United States, nor does the United Nations. Bale continues, One and a half million people were killed in the most brutal fashion, and I knew nothing about it. And that's not uncommon. That's that's improbably bizarre, he continues. This is modern history. The fact that this Armenian genocide happened and no one was ever held accountable may have provoked other genocides since, end quote. So this is an important movie because it seems that there's a big faction of people who don't want anybody to see it. And sometimes that's the best reason to go see a movie. But the pushback is not just happening in the sphere of movies. Also, Um, Stephen Inrig, who is an author and professor at the University of Haifa, wrote in Forbes magazine about this issue. And uh, the title of his uh, opinion column is Genocide Denial Goes Viral, The Promise and the IMDb. And that's the database where movies are reviewed by the general public. And he starts his opinion column saying, writing this is dangerous. Speaking out on the Armenian genocide means taking a huge risk. At the very least, at the very least, it will be an exhausting experience getting harassed online, trolled, threatened, downrated on Amazon, and publicly vilified. Clearly talking about the Armenian genocide by the Turkish government is dangerous, whether it's a Hollywood movie, whether it's an opinion piece in Forbes, whether it's politics. Because uh, the United Nations hasn't recognized this genocide. The United States government hasn't recognized this genocide, even though our most recent president, not the one here now, because there's nothing to expect of him except horrors. But when Barack Obama was a candidate for the presidency of the United States, he promised to say, yes, there was a genocide 
of the Armenian people. And yet when he became president, he broke that promise. That's politics. And then politics as a way of breaking hearts. So it's very important, I think, uh, no matter what other people are doing, one do the right thing. And remember, on Monday, April 24th, Armenian Martyrs Day. Now let's hear from Gina Avazian. This year I'm leading the gathering of Armenian Martyrs Day. In the past, my sister Andrea Avazian and I have been leading uh, the gathering. But this year, Andrea is going to be riding her bike to Washington, D.C. with nine other people from this area to take part in the People's Climate March. So she won't be here. So I'm pretty much taking over her leadership. And what is the Armenian Martyrs Day? Well, prior to 1915, the Turks confiscated all guns and weapons from the Armenians in Turkey. On April 24th, 1915, it is recognized as the beginning of the Armenian genocide. On that day, Talat Pasha, Turkey's interior minister, systematically rounded up 250 of the most powerful Armenian men in Istanbul, who was then called Constantinople. They rounded up everyone from farmers, ministers, merchants, musicians like Gomedas, craftsmen, doctors, and jailed and murdered them. The following days, months, and years, the young Turks, as they were called, went from one Armenian house to the next on a mission, quote, to cleanse the entire country of the Armenian Christian infidels. The Armenians took only what they could carry, and the Turkish police accompanied their captives into the desert, supposedly on their way to a resettlement camp, which did not exist. The Armenians were raped, robbed, tortured, and killed. Others walked this trail of tears until they dropped from thirst and starvation. The death march, as it is called, resulted in one and a half million Armenian lives. It was the beginning first three years of the First World War and the first genocide of the 20th century. This is going to be the 17th year that we have met, and this year we're starting a little bit different. We are going to be wearing black, and we are going to be carrying Armenian flags, and we're going to walk up the hill and walk over to Memorial Hall, where we usually meet, and stand under the Armenian flag, which will be hoisted on the pole above us. It's also appropriate that that memorial there, that stone memorial, is engraved with, we remember, for the past veterans. And we are do this, so we say every year, we remember, we have not forgotten. I will welcome everyone and give a short history of Martyrs Day. Uh, I'll point out a jar that I have because the AGBU, Armenian General Benevolent Union, is collecting money for humanitarian emergency relief for Syrian Armenians. We will have a couple people do readings. A poem will be read. We always go around the circle and mention our ancestors that were either lost in the genocide or our survivors and that's very touching. And I will um, honor a particular 
elderly woman that comes every year and is a huge Armenian ally. We will pass out a flyer with information that people can use to follow up and write to their Congress people, etc. And it will close on a really lovely note. We're lucky to have Pastor Sevag from St. Mark's Church in Springfield sing the Lord's Prayer in Armenian. Usually we say the Lord's Prayer in Armenian at the end, but this year he's going to grace us by singing it. And then we chant, we will not forget, and we disband. How has the, how has the denial of genocide not being recognized by the U.S. government? Former President Obama, when he was a candidate, said, mm -hmm. he called it you know, atrocities and we have to call things by their name. He was very specific, but then when he became president, he did not, and no president has. Well, the term genocide was coined in 1943 and was created to describe the massacre of the Armenians, and this is just a sad fact for us. Armenians feel a close bond with Jewish people. We both share the same horrific history, but our genocide has not been acknowledged. It's actually been denied by Turkey, and. Our government has never called it a genocide. It's the massacres or the atrocities. And not calling it a genocide negates it, and a forgotten genocide is a successful genocide. When Hitler, Hitler conceived of the Holocaust, Hitler actually modeled the Holocaust on the Armenian genocide. When told he simply could not attempt to annihilate an entire race, Hitler is quoted as saying, who any longer speaks of the Armenians? That's why we gather to remember and stand witness every April 24th to say we remember and we will not forget. There are countries that have recognized the genocide and then there are not. Why do you think, well, what does that say about the countries in, that have not recognized it or have recognized uh -huh. the genocide? Mm -hmm. For less powerful countries, it's simply a matter of morality that they recognize it. The Turks were responsible for the Armenian genocide and should be called out for it. But for the US, everything is framed in terms of nat national interest, what's good for US foreign policy and what's not. We have an important air force base there in Turkey. It's crucial for the war against ISIS and possible strikes against Iran. Turkey is also a member of NATO and that's extremely important to us. So the U.S. isn't going to do anything that will alienate the Turkish government and jeopardize those vital interests. Also, we need to protect our dependence on Middle Eastern oil fields. Do you find hope anywhere that this country may come around to acknowledging Martyrs Day in the not too distant future? Just lately, I've found two reasons to be hopeful. The first is Congressman David Trop, Trot from Michigan wrote an op-ed piece titled Stand with the Armenian People. It's time for the United States to properly recognize the Armenian Genocide. And I would like to read, if I may, part of it. Please. He writes, during my first term in Congress, I was humbled to have the opportunity to travel to Armenia to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Armenian Genocide. The Centennial Remembrance Ceremony is a solemn reminder of the heartbreaking deaths of 1.5 million Armenians 
that began in 1915 when Ottoman authorities initiated a concerted offensive specifically targeting the Armenian people in an attempt to exterminate them. In their coordinated campaign, the Ottoman Empire not only intended to wipe out the Armenians, but to also confiscate and destroy their churches and artifacts, completely removing any memory of the Armenian people and their culture. Sadly, for far too long, many nations, including the United States, have refused to recognize the genocide waged against the Armenian people over a century ago. It is for the United States to stand with the Armenian people here and around the world and to properly recognize this dark period of history. He continues, this month I introduced a resolution that finally recognizes these atrocities and urges the United States government to stand in solidarity with the Armenian people to officially recognize the genocide that transpired over a hundred years ago. I have been outspoken in my support for and solidarity with the Armenian people, and I will not waver. While it is so important that we recognize the horrific events of the past, it is even more crucial that we recognize the threats against the Armenian people have not subsided. Today, Armenia finds itself facing a myriad of geopolitical challenges, sharing a border with Turkey, Azerbaijan, and Iran. Its security challenges are exacerbated by an economic blockade from Turkey and Azerbaijan and a nationwide refugee crisis. Furthermore, last April, we witnessed Azerbaijani aggression escalate in Nagorno-Karabakh, which led to the worst violence in the region in decades. And his last paragraph is, as we approach the 102nd anniversary of the Armenian genocide, it is long overdue that we not only recognize the violence waged against them in the past, but reaffirm our solidarity with the Armenian people as they continue to defend themselves and their vibrant culture in an increasingly unstable region. My second reason for hope is that just this week, this amazing movie called The Promise is released. It is a movie set in 1915, the beginning of the Armenian Genocide, and it is the first movie that has been made on Hollywood scale because the pressure from Turkey has been so great that any time a movie has been attempted, it has been squelched. But this wonderful philanthropist, businessman, billionaire, Kirk Kerkorian, and by the way, I want to mention that you can always tell an Armenian name. Armenian names are th at least three syllables long and end in I-A-N or Y-A-M. So that's something that everybody should know. So Kirk Kerkorian unfortunately died before they just started making this film, but he ponied up $200 million of his own money to have this film made, and it's a remarkable film. And the amazing thing is, it's going to be released into 1,400 movie theaters. And it was only released before this in, at the Toronto Film Festival in September. And there was only a couple hundred people in the movie theater that saw this film for the first time. 
And there is such a thing on the internet where people can rate films as when they come out on a scale of one to ten, and only a, a couple hundred people saw this film. And there were tens of thousands of hits on the internet rating this film zero. And these are all a concerted effort by Armenian genocidal deniers that have, that's all their only program. Oh, that's what it is. I thought it was that it takes the Armenian genocide and uses it as a backdrop to a love story. And people thought it's not doing justice to the Armenian genocide by just it's uh-huh. be using it as a prop. Uh-huh. Well, they don't focus on the horrific atrocities. They keep it a little bit so that they can actually use this film in schools so they can show it to children and teach them that way. And they didn't want to be able to show rape and torture and murder. So that's why they don't blatantly show it, but it's clear that it's going on. And so what's the value of this movie then? Well, this movie is going to make awareness of the Armenian genocide so widespread that the deniers are just not going to be able to silence people anymore because ignorance around this whole thing is what is their number one card in the hole. So this is going to be huge. People are all of a sudden going to be aware and the government will feel the pressure from the people and it'll make a huge difference. It makes me very happy. The other amazing thing about this film, The Promise, is that 100% of the profits are going toward humanitarian causes. And one of those causes is going to be in Los Angeles, California, at the UCLA School of Law, they are going to receive $200 million as a gift to launch a new institute that will serve as a national hub for human rights education and advocacy. It will be called the Promise Institute for Human Rights at UCLA School of Law. And it's all going to happen because this film, it's, it's just wonderful.